three, two, one. Welcome to The Peaceful Truth, the podcast where we talk about everything from women empowerment, feminism, and everything in between. You are joined by your co-hosts, Megan Hohertz and Kenzie Meekbeck. We did that backwards, so I'm sorry if we just confused everyone. Okay, so we're starting off on a strong foot. So Megan and I are extremely tired, so... But luckily, this podcast is a fun one. It's a really fun one. I'm excited to talk about so it. So it feels like we're just hanging out, right? Yeah, totally. Except I'd rather be in bed. Oh. No offense. What if we did a bed podcast one day where we just laying in bed and, and like at the end of the bed was a camera? Then it would look really weird. Yeah, that that is a delirious idea. That is not a good idea. <laughs> but like, did you not know that Joan Rivers segment? No. She talked to celebrities in her bed. Oh, that's really awesome. Only Joan Rivers can do it. Oh, okay. We can't. All right. True. True. I agree. Okay. So, Megan, tell me about your week. Um, My week has been good. I have, I'm at my new job. It's busy. It's fun. It's exciting. It's exhausting. Um, And I leave for Costa Rica, not this Friday, but the next Friday. Uh, I'm but so excited. That is the most exciting news I've ever heard. It kind of is. So I'm going to do yoga for straight up like 10 days straight in Costa Rica. It's going to be awesome. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a yoga retreat. Oh, I thought you were just going. You never mentioned that element. Sorry, girl. That's a good element. It's a good element. You need to take so many pictures. I am. It's going to be great. And my voice may be a tad bit off. I have a cold, but it's not the flu. Good. I'm glad you're feeling. Are you feeling better? I feel better. Um, Yeah. We were supposed, no, like it wasn't a big deal, but we were supposed to record yesterday and then she got sicky. And then I said, I got to go to the doctor because I'm leaving for Costa Rica and if this is the flu, I want to knock it out. But it was just a cold, um, but it should be gone by Sunday. So I'm on the tail end of it. Not too bad. Yeah. How's your weekends? Good. I went to Texas and I saw one of my really good friends get married. Yay. And they're married and they're in Hawaii. Oh, fun. Um... And then I just got to hang out with uh, some family and friends. Um, And then I came back and um, I'm really tired. Last night I did a shoot for collectible and then uh, tonight we're recording and then tomorrow's therapy. So I'm just sleepy, sleepy girl. Every night has something different. What time did you get in back to Seattle on Sunday? Um, Six. Not too late. Yeah, but I hung out with someone, so. Oh. Oh. Well, fun. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's not make it awkward at all. I mean, I just randomly hang out with someone, not telling you who it is. <laughs> I'm just a mysterious girl. <laughs> um, so, yeah, now I'm blushing. Um, so, anyway, and then, yeah, so I sleepy. Yeah, we're going to make this podcast. It's a fun one. It's about spooky ghost story (laughs) halloween is next week yay i think it's tuesday so this episode is gonna get you in the spirit but in keeping with our feminist theme we should have a freaking pumpkin hold on okay so tune back in to youtube even though it was the exact same time for you um and now there's a pumpkin here. Now we're fully in the Halloween spirit. So it's really spooky because a pumpkin just appeared out of thin air. 
<laughs> exactly. Megan's had it with me. <laughs> had it. Okay. So we are going to be talking about famous ghosts, but all of these ghosts are women. Yes, and then we're going to tell our own spooky story. Except Kenzie's the only one that has any because I've never can, seen a ghost. You've got one. I haven't Which seen one? a ghost. Which you one do I have? to think of one. I thought you knew one that I didn't know. Oh. <laughs> I'll try to think while you tell your story. Okay. Um. So, do you want me to go first? We'll go every other. We're going to tell a scary story about real life ghosts that are women. So, I got mine... From the article, Seattle's Most Haunted Hotels, Check In But Never Check Out by Jenna Stanek. So scary. So this is a hotel in First Hill, the First Hill neighborhood of Seattle. Is that part of Capitol Hill? It's next to Capitol Hill. Um, It's the Sorrento Hotel. Mm. It was built in 1909 and Alice B. Toklas Longtime life partner of Gertrude Stein is an eternal guest of the hotel. So Gertrude Stein, do you, do you recognize that name at all? It does sound familiar. She's a famous uh, novelist and poet, playwright. So she's really famous in the artiste community as a writer. And so um, her longtime partner, Alice, um, haunts this hotel. So the story goes... Even back in the 1900s, Seattleites were marijuana supporters. <laughs> Alice B. Toklas was credited with, with the invention of the pot brownie back in 1954. Nice. Today, she's credited roaming the halls of the Sorrento Hotel, specifically the fourth floor, and even more specifically in and around room 408. When asked about their ghost, the Sorrento Hotel responds, our ghost is very hip. You know, up to date with the marijuana trend. <laughs> She's pretty chill. We like smoke a blunt together and stuff. <laughs> with, the ho- with the Hotel Sorrento being one of Seattle's oldest hotels and its classically elegant attire, it shouldn't come as a surprise that Toklas chose it to be her place of eternal residency. Be on the lookout for a female apparition who reveals her presence on the fourth floor or by moving glasses on the bar. The travel publication Coastal Living advised, adding one local claimed she saw an odd-looking woman walking past the hotel one evening. The woman was wearing dark-colored vintage clothing and carrying a parasol. Not until later did she learn about Alice, who at the turn of the century lived on the block where the Sorrento Hotel stands and is now rumored to wander its halls at night. Creepy. I also listened... Sorry, I'm not done. (laughs) Is that okay? No, I was just going to make a comment about her. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Um, I feel like it's not that common for a woman to be wearing weird clothing in Capitol Hill. <laughs> Everybody wears weird clothing in Capitol Hill. <laughs> I feel like I saw that yesterday in Capitol Hill. <laughs> so this podcast, it was called Sound Effect. It's um, with the host, Gabriel Spitzer, and he interviewed Hotel Sorrento's general manager, Angie Michael. So Angie told a story about a time that she was talking to some of her teammates about some renovations that were going to happen in the hotel. And as she started to, you know, say, oh, expect some changes. We're going to redo this and we're going to redo that. All of a sudden, her um, computer screen started flickering on and off. And 
Um, Angie didn't think anything of it. She was like, whatever, it's an old hotel. But then somebody on her teammate, one of her teammates made a comment and was like, oh, the ghosts don't want to see any changes happening to the hotel. And then Angie said again, well, you know, it's an old, old hotel and we really need renovations and we really need to make some changes. And then all of a sudden, the lights in her office went out. Mm-mm. And then one by one, lights of each of the offices around hers started to go out. And there were no other outages in the rest of the hotel. That's super spooky. So then she proclaimed, okay, okay, no more changes. And then all the lights immediately came back on. Her computer screen came back on. No more flickering. No more problems. Isn't that mm-hmm. kind of weird? Um, so she... Alice Toklas is, the legend is, is that her childhood home sat on the grounds that the hotel now sits on. And Alice wrote about some of the happiest times of her life were on First Hill in Seattle. She specifically haunts room 408. And the thought is, is that 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 hotel room is the same window that around the same window that she would look out of her bedroom because she wrote about multiple times overlooking the Puget Sounds and all the beautiful views of the Puget Sound. And so that room 408 overlooks the Puget Sound. And so people think that it's like, oh, this is Alice coming back and looking at the beautiful view of the Puget Sound. Um, The general manager, Angie, mentions that there are so many requests to see room 408. She says that people have seen a woman in all black. They've seen a woman in all white. Um, they've heard screams from rooms that are vacant. Mm. They've uh, seen lights turn on that shouldn't be on. They've heard doors close that nobody knows who closed them. And then at the end of the podcast, Daniel's like, well, have you ever seen Alice? And Angie said, no, I haven't seen her, but I talk to her a lot. Every day she comes into the hotel and says, Alice, it's going to be a good day. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Well, maybe she feels included then. Yeah. um, My friend Charlotte, whenever she stayed and visited me, she stayed at that hotel. Super creepy. Did she hear anything or see anything? We didn't know it was was haunted until like the second or third night that she stayed there. And then after that, um, she started being scared and like being creeped out about stuff. Um, But she did run into these two girls and... They were, I think that they were probably like end of high school, beginning of college age. And they were like running around the hotel and being like, oh, have you seen her? Have you seen her? And then that's when Charlotte was like, what are these girls talking about? And so then somehow it came out that these two girls were trying to find Alice. And so, um, so, so then Charlotte learned that her hotel was haunted and then we all were like creeped out about it. Super spooky. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Are we ready for the next one? On to the next. Okay, so I just looked up a few articles. Um, so I can just go through uh, some articles real quick um, about a few ghosts. And then after Megan tells a few of hers, I'll just uh, tell you my spooky stories. Okay, so this one I saw in a few different articles. Um, and I can read the different things that were said about her, but... It is Anne Bolin. Bolin? Is that how you pronounce her last name? Bolin. Bolin. Okay. So she is King Henry VIII's wife. So 
he successfully broke from his first wife. He made Bolin his second, and she became the Queen of England in 1533, a long time ago. However, and this is from the article... 15 tales of female ghosts and he says how or whoever wrote this says however Bolin's reign was short because she failed to produce a male hair heir hair <laughs> which turned her once loving husband against her she was beheaded because of it in 1536 just three years after their marriage um and people have claimed to see her ghost not only at the location of her death, but also at the castle, in the church, in a hall. Um, the most t- chilling tale, apparently, of her appearance tells of a guard at the Tower of London who was appro- approached by a whitish female figure. Panicked, he stabbed his bayonet before the spirit fainting from fear. Dun, dun, dun. Here's the other one about her. Um, so same thing. She was unable to have, to have a boy, so he decided to do away with her being beheading. Um, her execution took place at the Tower of London, and she has haunted it ever since. She holds her head beside her when people see her. Thank God that times have changed and that we don't get beheaded when we can't have a son. Am I right? That's intense. <laughs> Thank God. My goodness. Okay. Here's, uh, I liked this one article that was seven terrifying female ghosts who haunt with anger and tragedy. This is Destination America. Um, let's see. So this next one's really interesting. So this is called The Snake Woman. And it's like a folk tale from Japan. And she lives in seahorses and rivers and springs. I don't know why. Oh, seashores. <laughs> it's like seahorses. <laughs> I even read it like that at work today. Oh, during my break, I thought it was like seahorses. What a weird thing to stick apparition in. <laughs> I'm like seashores. I'm like dying now. That whole time I thought it was seahorses. You know why you did that? Because they say once we become really good readers, like, you know, we've read for 20-something years now, we only read the first two letters and then the last two letters, and then we think that we know it. So those letters are the same. So then to you, it looked like seahorses. Yeah, (laughs) seashores. That's why. (laughs) But in my head, I was like, I even thought to myself, I guess that makes sense because she's like the snake lady, but in a seahorse and the head's like a ghost. (laughs) So have you a way to test that you can do this is um, there's like little tests online that you can read. Yeah. And the first letter and the last letter are the same. And then the middle letters are all like totally backwards and flipped around. But you can still read it and see what it says. Oh, that's creepy. You should try it one time. Uh. So this woman, the head is a woman, the body is a snake, and she pretends to drown, and any man that tries to come and save her is pulled down with her. Ooh, that's in Japan. Um, this one's about another beheading. She lives in Canada's French Fort Cove. Allegedly, she died in the 1700s when noble French women were sent to Canada to join convents. What does that mean? I think a convent is um, when you leave to become a nun. Oh, but a deranged fur trapper or sailors attacked her and chopped off her head. She's now saying for unknown reasons. And she now just walks the forest. Ooh. 
Oh, this one's interesting. Another Japanese legend. The slit mouth woman is set. Her jealous husband believed she was cheating on him. And so he cut her beautiful face and she ended up committing suicide because of it. But now she killed herself in grief and now haunts people. Um, Japan is good at making scary stories. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'm flipping back and forth between articles. We'll do one more from 15 Tales of Female Ghosts, which is on mental floss. And then it'll be Maggie's turn. Oh, let's just read this one because it's interesting. The Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. How dare you, Megan? I did not consent to be next to you <laughs> while you said Bloody Mary three times. God dang it. And you have to leave me in this cold basement. <laughs> um, okay, so dare you stand before a mirror and call her name thrice and she'll appear. Ooh, that rhymed. Good job, mental floss. Um, that might have just been part of the folklore, though. Um, so some believe she was a witch from the notorious Salem trials. Others claim she was a victim of a grisly murder by a stranger or lover. Still, others believe her to be Mary number one, <laughs> Queen of England, damned for her persecution of the Protestants. Um, to test yourself, shut off the lights, take a candle to your bathroom, and give her a call if you dare. Call it three times. Um, we used I to just want a Bloody Mary. We <laughs> did you ever do it when you were little, Bloody yeah. Mary? No, did you? Oh yeah, girl, all the time. So we used to um shut the door, and then it would be me and a couple of my friends. And you would shut the door and close, turn off all the lights in the bathroom. And then you would look into the when the mirror and say, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. And then whenever she wouldn't come, we would think of reasons why she wouldn't come. We were like, oh, there's too much light coming in through the bottom of the door. So then we would put a towel to block out the little oh, strip of light coming, coming through the bottom of the door. And then we'd be like, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. And then we would say, oh, only one person can do it because there's too many of us in here. And so we would always think of excuses as to why she's not coming. And then, and then I would never be in there by myself though. No way, Jose. No, I can't. I get like really freaked out by that stuff. Did I tell you that one time? So I'm not very religious and, um, we had, I had a friend over who was Mormon and, um, when I was little and we had a Ouija board, but I didn't, I wasn't even educated on religion. So I didn't know it was like that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. And I pulled out like the Ouija board and we started playing. Oh, and she told about her mom about it. And I, I never played so it. much trouble. You got in trouble from your dad? No, my mom. Well, my mom didn't get me in trouble. She was just like, she's just like, don't play with the Mormon she, kids. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. No, my you mom didn't say that. that my <laughs> I almost want to keep it in. It's terrible. We're just kidding, you guys. Um, no, but she was just, um, she was just like, Kenzie, you need to be respectful of other people, but you're not grounded. You didn't know. Yeah. Ask people if this goes against everything you believe in before you play it. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Shouldn't this kid have known that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. So what happened whenever you played Ouija? Did anything come up? No. No. But I have my own spooky stories. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Um, the next story that I found was Dolly Madison. It's from 15 Tales of Female Ghosts by Kristen Puck. Oh, Dolly Madison? The wife of President James Madison. Yeah. Yep. So Dolly is often credited with transforming Washington, D.C. from a swamp to a civilized destination to see and be seen. So apparently back in the day, D.C. was like this nasty, muddy land surrounded by mosquitoes. 
mm-hmm. she like redid it. So she was known for her spirit, her vibrant parties, and for taking exceptional pride in how she shaped the interior design and landscape of the White House. Dolly is said to have continued the house's upkeep even after death. Oh, that's a good one. Legend has it that during Woodrow Wilson's presidency, his wife, Edith, demanded to rip up and remove the rose garden. But every time the gardener came near the place, Dolly would appear and shoo them out of the way. Mm. To this day, the rose garden remains intact and in place, Mm. guarded by Dolly. Since her death in 1849, she's also been spotted rocking a chair on the porch of the Cuts Madison House, where she lived after she was a first lady, after she was the first lady. So apparently in Washington, D.C., there are like these houses, these like beautiful houses that have names and they're famous and we don't know. Homes used to have houses. Homes used to have houses. Oh, my God. I'm tired. Yes. They used to have names. Yeah. Like properties used to have names. So that's where she lived and she's seen rocking. Some Texas ranches do. Yeah, that's true. Um, she has also been seen near the fireplace in the main ballroom of the Octagon House. She has been spotted walking through a closed door heading towards the back garden, and her presence is often accompanied by the smell of lilacs, her favorite flower. That's cool. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem that spooky. She's just like guarding flowers. Yeah, she seems like a friendly ghost. So then I also found some other really cool facts about Dolly. She seemed like mm-hmm. an awesome lady. Yeah, cool. Um, this one is from the Ghosts of Dolly Madison from a blog called Seeks Ghosts. Mm. So um, other really cool facts about her. The term first lady was coined during her husband's administration. She, more than any other president's wife of her time, defined what the first lady role should be. This model has been followed ever since. Hmm. Dolly was the first lady to adopt a charitable cause, a a girl's orphanage for victims of the War of 1812. That was a good one, huh? Mm -hmm. Dolly was awarded an honorary seat in Congress, the only private citizen to receive this privilege. This allowed her to watch congressional debates from the floor. And when she died in July of 1849, all of Washington shut down and the entire country mourned. So, you know what, Dolly? You sound like an awesome lady in life. And yeah. even in death, you know, you're not being creepy. You're just wanting to protect your roses. That's awesome. Yeah. That's real cool. Should I tell one of my spooky stories? Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know for sure if I believe in ghosts. But I find it interesting. You do. So when you're, I like had a lot of sleeping problems when I was a teenager, like uh, would have these really elaborate, deep dreams that were oftentimes very scary and like nightmare, very nightmare Um, And they would be really, really spooky. Um, and it was uh, like in REM sleep cycle, um, you're paralyzed and your body like is like really supposed to be in a deep sleep. But if you wake up, you can often feel groggy and kind of out of it. And but if you don't, there's some people who have said who where they like are conscious, but they're still asleep and can't like move when they wake up during REM. Weird. And I don't know if I think that might be a perfect fact, but maybe I'm just making it up. But I know that I've experienced it. So when I was a kid, I had spooky dreams um, and... So I would oftentimes see people in my room that I knew with like, but, and I thought they were there and they were kind of hazy looking, 
but I would be like, why are you here? You know? And then I would like really come to, and they wouldn't be there. Oh, so, that's so weird. And so I'd be like, ah, but it wouldn't be creepy because they're still alive. Like they're people. Right. It would be like Chelsea sitting at the edge of my bed and like, I thought she was there, but she wasn't, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I had this dream all the time. Um, but I hadn't have it. I had those type of dreams when I was really little, like those types. Um, but as I grow older, my nightmares changed, but I had another one of those dreams later on, but it was about my grandfather who died. So it was, he died in like 1999 of Alzheimer's and I was like seven when he died. So I, I never got super close to him because for, I heard he's great and I, and I did hang out with him all the time, but he had Alzheimer's the whole, pretty much the whole time I was alive. So Mm -hmm. I didn't get to know him, know him, um, which was really sad, but I heard he was wonderful. But so I, but I hadn't like. Like, obviously, he passed in 1999, and so one night, I was, like, asleep um, in my or my dad's townhouse, and I was asleep, and I opened my eyes, and in my closet, my closet, so here's my bed, my bed's there, and then at the feet of my bed, to the right, if you're looking, like, down your bed at your feet, to the right side is my closet, and... Um, Wait, is this your dad's house that he lives in now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know what room you're talking about. And so I was looking at the end of the bed, at the end of the twin bed and into the closet um, when I opened my eyes and I thought I was awake and, um, but I now blame it on REM sleep cycle, but, um, my grandpa father was standing in the closet. Like he used oh. to wear this one rain type of raincoat or like this workout jacket. And he used to wear like those hats that are like not baseball caps, but like the flat brim that. Men like an old man hat. Yeah, like an old man hat. And so um, I was like, what are you doing here? And I like freaked out and closed my eyes. And I was like, he's not here. You're making it up. And I picture my room exactly how it was, like exactly. So I don't know if I was asleep or not. And then I opened my eyes again and he was sitting at the edge of my bed. Oh. So he'd come closer. And I was like, how are you here? That's like all I could ask. I was like, how? Like, this doesn't make sense, you know? And all he said to me, he didn't say anything. And he just said, tell your grandmother that I love her. I just got goosebumps. And then he disappeared. Did you see him disappear or did you blink and then he was just gone? Yeah, I blinked and he was gone. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Were you scared when it was happening? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just because he had passed, you know. He had passed and it's, I mean, even though he was a wonderful man and kind, it's still scary to think, how are you here? Like, you know? Yeah. It's like, and is I'm this real? Out. Is this, yeah. what is this? Is this just my dream? What is this? Yeah. It was spooky. Yeah. So, um, and then I had a lot of other spooky dreams and, uh, I'll tell, I'll say my other story. That's not a dream for after your last one. But, um, I had a lot of spooky dreams where I would like picture myself from above during REM sleep cycle and I like couldn't move and I was like paralyzed. So you pictured yourself, you were looking down and seeing your body sleeping. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And I was paralyzed and I like couldn't see and I like tried to move. So it was like a flash in between like seeing myself above and like in my body, like in between those two really qu- 
quick. And so I was just like trying to move my body and scream and I couldn't like do anything. Like you were wearing the same pajamas that you remember going to bed in. Like yeah. It was like, like exactly the same. And I just felt like I was trapped in my own body. Like what you think maybe coma feels like if you're conscious during having a coma, you know? Yeah. And so I was just like freaking out in my bed, but I always and this was like a reoccurring nightmare while I like pictured and it happened at multiple locations that I pictured myself here. And I would picture someone like opening the door to the bedroom. You pictured somebody, but yeah, you couldn't see who no, it was? No, I couldn't see. And it was like just cracking. Oh and, like, my God. Coming in. And I didn't know who it was. And I like would scream and then I would finally be able to wake up at that point. And then I was, like, whenever you looked at whoever. the door, it was closed. No, it was open, but no one was there. It was open. Yeah. Did you leave the door open? I don't remember. Oh my God. When's the last time you've had one of these? Not for a long time. I think it just happens to me during extreme stress. I'm but surprised you didn't get one when you moved here. I guess you were happy about moving here though. No, it's like deep depression stressed. Like, not happy, stressed, like depressed. Yeah. And so like um, I would have that one. One time my dad like describes it that I like was, I think it was my dad that described it or I remember it being like this. I'll have to ask him. But there was one time where I slept walk a few times, mm -hmm. but it was like sleep crawling because I couldn't get my body to oh. work right. Because I was like in REM sleep cycle. Oh my God. <laughs> so I was like, so it was probably look like the girl from the ring or like a freaking horror movie of like a mess girl at nighttime, like crawling through the dark. I would shit myself if I saw someone else. I'd be like, kill it with fire, no matter who it is. I don't want to sleep with you ever again. <laughs> I haven't done it since this time. Did Chelsea ever see you do it? No. It was only once that I remembered this specific memory. But I like crawled out of my bed and I had thought that someone was opening my door. It was like after one of those instances. Yeah. And I knew I had to get out, but I like, couldn't wake up. So I fell out of bed and I was crawling oh, away. Oh <laughs> my God. Can you imagine how scary that would be? <laughs> so <laughs> I lived it. But you like do you remember doing it? Like, do you remember crawling? Mm -hmm. You do? And being like, my body and I won't work? I remember being like, dad, dad, because I like thought someone was in the house. I'd be like, dad, and half awake, half awake and really confused because like my brain was semi-conscious, you know? Your brain was like half awake and half asleep. So it was like, it feels like you're like blackout. So I'm just like, dad, dad. And I like feel like nothing's happening. And then he like came up to me. He's like, what's wrong? And like, I think it was like during one of those moments. Oh, Binks is back. Perfect. He's a black cat. He's spooky. <laughs> and, um, he he jumped on our table but and then dad was just like what's wrong what's wrong i was like did you just come in my room and one of the times he goes yeah just to check on you oh so one time they did yeah so one time he just checked on me that's weird yeah oh i'm oh. glad that i get to no offense i'm glad that i get to sleep with des tonight i'm gonna be scared <laughs> you gotta go sleep with chelsea and Aaron. i'm fine I already lived it. <laughs> you already lived it, so it's not creepy to you. Oh, did I creep you out that bad? It's pretty creepy, Kins. Oh. <laughs> One more ghost story dream? That's my last ghost story dream. I had a lot of ghost dreams. Okay, let's do another one. Okay, so... Have you told me this one before? Yeah. 
So, but you still get creeped out. I think I told you all of these. You didn't tell me the one about you crawling, I don't think. It's like the ring, I swear. But then one time, so I I used to have nightmares about um, houses. And then I had one in one of my old houses where there was a long hallway and um, like a childhood house. And I had to... And I wanted to, like, go to my parents' bedroom for something. Like, you know, when you get scared in the middle of the night, did you ever crawl into their bed? Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, it was, like, one of those moments. And I was, like, freaking out. And I was trying to, like, reach their bedroom. But, like, I would be running down the hallway and, like, feeling, like, that drunk feeling, like, half awake, half asleep. And the hallway would be green and creepy, like, of the same hallway that I lived in. But, like, green and creepy. And I would run to the end and then... I would like wake up at my bed and it like happened over and over again. And I never got like to you the never the got to go get anywhere. Yeah. That one's pretty creepy too. Ugh, I have scary dreams. No one wants to be inside my head. <laughs> you should um, remember I was telling you about the Reiki master that I went to and she did all that uh, good stuff with me. I'm afraid she um, what one if she's time, like you can see dead people. Oh yeah, you may not want to see her. But one time, um, she was ta- she was asking me about she asked me about my sleeping, and I was like, oh, usually I sleep super well, but last night I just was like dreaming, dreaming, dreaming nonstop, and I felt like I could never fully fall asleep. Like I just kept on dreaming and dreaming. And she was like, have you ever gotten um dream interpretations done? And I was like, no. I was like, that is even too hippie for me. Like that is, <laughs> where, that is where I draw the line. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud, but in my head I thought it. And she was like, oh, you, you maybe want to. They, they tell a lot about people and it tells you a lot like when you have them. Like do you have them and wake up in the middle of the night or do you have them and, and then wake up and it's nine o'clock in the morning? Like, there's so much that they tell about you. I used to wake up at a specific time every night at the exact same time. Too. What time? Like 3.33 or something like that. Is that the time of the devil? I think it is. Oh, <laughs> Kenzie! I swear to God that I was like... Is that the time of the I'm devil? I'm pretty sure as a child when I got stressed out, like, my brain could go to, like, other places. You know what I mean? Like, other dimensions. Like, I just feel like it could, like, connect to th- weird things because you're tr- so pure as a kid. Mm-hmm. But it didn't like connect to pureness. pure thing. It connect to bad things. Well, yeah. It was like a doorway to both. No, I think it was a doorway to negativity. <laughs> Dang it. What, is 333 the time of the devil? There is a time of the devil. I don't know if I want to look it up. <laughs> Kenzie. She's looking it up. I'm scared. I It is 3.33 because 6.66. 3 a.m. Oh, my God. It's 3 a.m. <laughs> and then 4 o'clock is the time of heaven, I think. Is it? Oh, thank God. It came, comes after. <laughs> okay. Your turn for your last one, and then I have one more. Then you have to walk me to my car. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> I will. Okay, this one is from our sixth favorite female ghost. It's from Soul and Spirit magazine. It's called La Planchada, or the Ironed Lady. She's a nurse at the Hospital Juarez in Mexico City, and she was a nurse there around the 1930s. Her name refers to a stiffly starched early 20th century nurse's uniform. She was having a love affair with a doctor, and her love affair turned sour when he abandoned her to marry somebody else. 
She suffered from her heartache and a patient died from her mistakes that she was she made during her really heartbreaking time. So um, the nurse became ill and died shortly after. But La Planchada turned a sorry story into a beacon of empowerment after her death. Hmm. Her spirit remains at the hospital, supposedly tending to patients. People in intensive care have even reported a nurse in an old-fashioned uniform coming to take care of them during the night. Ooh. That is creepy. It is. So if you ever want to go to Hospital Juarez, it's in Mexico City. Go check it out. Healed. (laughs) Okay. My last one. I don't know if it's as creepy or... Did you tell me this one? I think so. Okay. So, dun, dun, dun. So back in high school, I worked as a tea party hostess. And I hosted little girls tea parties for their birthdays. You didn't tell me this one, but this job sounds awesome. Yeah. And I dressed up as Disney princess. Oh my God. And did the voices. Kenzie, this is the best job ever. (laughs) So I did that. um, And, um, but it was on old Grapevine Main Street. And Main Street's been there for a long time. uh, Maybe since the early, early 1800s. Maybe late. mm, I don't know when Texas I should know that. 1776. Oh, okay. No, I'm no. just kidding. That's, That's America. America. <laughs> okay, so early 1800s. Um, so anyway, downtown Grapevine and the original strip is still there. Mm. They just like have renovated the buildings and like made them bigger and stuff. Um, but the one that the tea party place was in, my boss, and this is all hearsay for my boss, my boss at the time said that it was an old mortuary. Oh, so like where they take the bodies and stuff them before the funeral. Oh my God. And so one day, um, I was in the back kitchen and I was on the other side, just cleaning up after a tea party and putting the dishes away. And on the other side, I wasn't touching them, not even nearby and dishes were flying off the wall. No, like three dishes flew off the wall. Kenzie Meek Beck. And I just stood in the corner and I was like, standing there like, what? Did you see it happen or did you hear it and then turn around? I and heard see? it and there were a bunch of dishes on the floor. You did not tell me this story. Oh my God. And um, were you alone? You were alone it, in the kitchen, but. Yeah. And it was around the time that I was like feeling that like scary feelings. Around the time of your dreams? I swear my little childhood self was like creepy. I swear. And so then my boss came in and she was like, oh, I'm not mad. I'm I'm sure it's a ghost. And she was like dead. Like she wasn't. She was like no big deal. Yeah, it was the ghost. I know. Yeah. Just like nothing. Mm -hmm. And she told me like a few stories from there. Do you remember any of them? No, but like similar like instances, probably dishes and stuff. Oh my gosh. Did you get out of there? I would have been like, I quit. I'm gone. We moved locations soon after. Not because of it. Just because we were expanding. I wonder what's there now. I think just a boutique. I wonder if they're, oh, I wonder if they're having creepy stuff happen. We should go ask them. I go home for Christmas. Maybe I should You should go ask. Okay. Kenzie, you have the best stories. Dun, 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 dun. Spooky. Okay. I don't have any scary stories. You looked up on Texas. Texas was founded December 29th, 1845. Just Can you look up Grapevine? For your information. Oh, we're going to look up Grapevine, Texas. When was Grapevine, Texas? Things is like, I'm sorry for all the feminists out there. We're having a man like 
lick his crotch in front of the camera. Can you please get out? Grapevine was founded in 1844, one year prior to the Republic of Texas becoming the state of Texas. Hmm. Hi, Binks. He wants my water. And Binks' name is after Hocus Pocus. He's named after the cat. From the movie. from Hocus Pocus, who was the pioneer who was cursed to be a cat till eternity. Are you a pioneer? Were you born in the 1600s? A cat. Okay, can you please? Okay. Well, that was a fun episode. I'm thoroughly creeped out. Yeah, I, I love that Binks is being keen. It's more <laughs> spooky. Okay, so what's one good thing? Mm, on Saturday, I'm doing a yoga workshop, and I get to play the harmonium and my co-hostess is going to teach while I play. Perfect. Um, my one good thing is Binks, just because he's in front of me right now. <laughs> I'm sure he's been your one good thing multiple times. Oh, has he? Just as I'm sure Cooper has I need been to just mine. kicked our pair. <laughs> Can you be more chauvinistic? Get out. <laughs> so Let's our... do it at the same time. Okay, let's give it a little pre- preface. So we... Preface. Preface. <laughs> Face. Um, okay, so two of our favorites and inspirational ladies, and hopefully this isn't copyrighted, Georgia and Karen, Karen. We don't mean this in a bad way, but we wanted to say it because it was spooky, and your podcast is spooky. So it's called My Favorite Murder. Check it out if you love hearing about true crime. We're stories. gonna cut it here. So subscribe, like us, and we're gonna wrap on this quote. Three, two, one. Stay, Stay sexy, sexy and don't get, get murdered. murdered.